I just sold my business, so now what? In this video, I'm gonna be going over the things that I'm planning on doing in the next year, and also give you a quick recap of the news in the last week. Hey everyone, James here. If you're like me, you're probably wondering what to do after selling your business. And I just wanted to let you know that I recently sold my business and I'm starting from scratch. In this video, I'll be discussing the news this week, what's next for me. So I finally did it. I sold my business and I'm ready to retire. I'm just joking. I'm not retiring. I've merely been able to make some money to be able to do something else. But what should I do with those funds? And what should you do with those funds if you sell your own business? So here are a few suggestions. If you're in a similar situation as me, you're changing careers, you're selling your business. Here's what I would do and here's what I'm doing. Number one, invest in yourself. Use some of the money from the sale of your business to invest in your own education or professional development. I've taken dozens of online courses involving startups, money, investing, finances, real estate, stocks. You are your best investment. This is going to help you stay sharp and relevant in your post-retirement, and it's going to give you a sense of purpose. Number two, invest in others. Use some of the money that you've gotten from selling your business and invest in the education or professional development of someone else. Perhaps there's a family member or a young person starting out in their career. I remember back when I was 15 years old, actually, I think I was 14. I, I got a job working at the radio station and boy, I thought I was a, I thought I was a big shot you know, but what those older adults did for me at that age, they gave me an avenue to go down, a way to focus my attention and energy at that age. And aside from my, you know, naivete of being that young, that experience and those opportunities that someone else laid before me really propelled me into the future and allowed me to focus. This is a great way to give back and to help ensure that future generations or others are successful in their own lives. Number three, give back to your community. Use some of the money from the proceeds of your business to support local charities or nonprofit organizations. I am just a serial entrepreneur. I always love to be doing stuff, creating. So this is what I have decided to do. I'm actually working on four different businesses right now. One of them is a nonprofit. It's something that means a lot to me, and my past has heavily influenced the area of which I'm wanting to provide benefit towards in my community. I don't want to tell you too much now because I've learned the value of keeping your plans to yourself, and I'll go ahead and share that with you too because the reason to keep plans to yourself would be because others, sometimes without fault of their own or unintentionally, they may introduce resistance to ideas that you present because of their current awareness and limited understanding in relationship to where you are at and where you are approaching it from. So my advice, keep it to yourself as I am doing. It's something I'm excited about. So number three, start a nonprofit, give back to your community. It's a great way to make a difference in your community and live a lasting legacy, which is something that I hope to do by providing more value to other peoples. 
Okay, number four, do something fun. Use some of the money you made from selling your business. Buy a new car, indulge in a hobby that you've always wanted to try because you deserve it. And I'll just say this, I would never recommend anyone buy a new car. Yeah, I did just say that, but I would not recommend buying a new car on the personal side. Here's what I mean about this. And if you want to know more information, we can jump on a call and discuss some of these, these strategies. But I just bought a new car yesterday. And it, yes, I hear Dave Ramsey's voice going off in my head, latte breath, the whole gambit. But listen, I bought a new car because it was tax advantageous for me. This is going to need some planning. Don't just do this on a whim because there are a lot of rules that go along with this approach. So why did I buy a new car and commit myself to such a financial burden? Well, it's going to actually drive my new business. I have several events scheduled this fall. I need a vehicle to get to them. So in my situation, I financed a brand new vehicle underneath corporate entity that I own. This allows me to deduct the full cost of the vehicle from my taxable income. This is extremely powerful. You need to make sure you follow the rules on this. I am not an accountant, and if you follow me, you will lose all your money. So listen, talk to your CPA. Ask what Section 179 vehicles qualify for. They're over 6,000 pounds. And also, beyond just being able to ride this vehicle off, I bought a hybrid vehicle. So now, I can receive a tax credit of $7,500. That tax credit will get applied to the taxes that I owe the government next year, offsetting the taxes that I will owe from the sale of my business. So do something fun. I bought a new car. It's a business expense. You can use it for driving the growth that your new business is going to need. Okay, so whatever you decide to do with your money, be sure to consult, like I said, with a financial advisor. I have a great CPA, a bookkeeper. I ask lots of questions. That's sort of my hallmark. If I don't know something, I'm going to find somebody that does. So make sure that you're making the best decision for your unique situation. So what else is going on in the news this week? I, I did feel a little bit vindicated on some of the news here. I see that Dr. Fauci resigned and that the CDC is completely restructuring and they changed the COVID guidelines to be no different between those who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated. Listen, I don't care what your political stance is. I'm, I'm a socially liberal, right? But I, I felt like over the last year, we saw a lot of critical thinking be suspended. A lot of group think people were just jumping on board for, you know, a pharmaceutical product that has been the most successful financial pharmaceutical product ever launched in the history of pharmaceuticals. That in itself should cause you to question everything. And we're now down to the fourth or fifth booster, and it really does not seem to be providing the relief or efficacy that it was once told that it would. I'm not saying don't get something. I am not a doctor. Do not follow my advice. But use your brain, use critical thinking, ask questions, and then make a decision. That's all. So this news this week caused me to smile because it shows that someone in power has the self-awareness and the ability to 
analyze what has happened over the last year and make a decision that's going to serve our needs as a population over time. I'll be happy whenever they start looking at individual health and making recommendations of getting more sun, touching the earth, vitamin D, zinc. Where are these recommendations? I digress. Let's talk about the economy and China in particularly, because if you if you want a good preview of sort of what is on the way to the United States, everything that happens overseas and nationally Asia, it, it makes its way over here. And right now there is a contagion in the real estate sector of China. They have basically developed this house of cards in what has appeared to be sort of a Ponzi scheme in the housing area in China because they have taken all of these deposits for properties that are not built from Chinese consumers. They use that money to build other properties without yet finishing the ones that they're paid for. So this, of course, has started to trickle down and hundreds of thousands of Chinese have stopped paying their mortgage bills because they don't even have a property. And China's housing market is in a state of collapse. They have essentially destroyed the Chinese consumer confidence. This is going through like every sector, right? They're locking people down over their zero COVID policy. It's having a ripple effect throughout the economy. And while all of the central banks of the world are currently raising rates, one country that is not is China. They are cutting rates to stimulate their failing economy. This is likely to cause serious problems in China in the future and also around the world. And these things take time. They don't happen overnight. And the root cause of the problem is simple. There are too many home buyers in China. There's, they're not developing these properties quick enough. And this has led to a sharp incline in prices and it's staying high. This has led to many developers starting the processes of going bankrupt in China. Evergrande in particular is what they are watching. The problem here is also compounded by the fact that China's population is aging. The implications for the Chinese economy are severe, and I'm going to be watching this. I am absolutely not eager to jump into stocks right now either because the Fed, you know, they, they have said they're going to be running off their balance sheet from all of these, these, um, these assets that they purchased with all of the money printing over the last year. They, they printed something like $8.9 or $9 trillion to buy these mortgage-backed securities and these, these bonds. Well, that is over. The money printing is done, and they're, they're going to be rolling these off by, by selling them back to the market. This is going to increase supply and lower demand, along with increased interest rates. They're all, they're all expected to help take some of this money out of the economy. That's the Fed's goal. So whether or not they achieve that or what they consider to be acceptable inflation, something like 2 to 3% a year, and let's talk about real quick why they why they want to inflate the currency because they do they 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 do it slowly right because all of the debt that we owe inflation helps eat away at that for example during world war 2 the united states owed money all across the world they had lots of creditors to help fund the war and essentially, we didn't pay much of that money back, if any at all, because we inflated the currency throughout the 70s and 80s, and this allowed us to not pay the money back. Kind of a confusing concept to understand, but that's why I take out cheap 
debt with a fixed rate when rates are low in a period of high inflation because it's basically like I'm getting to access this sorts of leverage at a rate that's lower than inflation. So it makes the profit margin much easier to obtain. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for me. I've been all over the country. In this episode, we talked about selling your business, what to do in the current market conditions, how to protect your assets. We also discussed the latest news on COVID, Dr. Fauci, and what it could mean for the future and how China is factored into that. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to subscribe for more episodes. Bye-bye.